Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 560. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 850 shops, florists, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown, fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. And thank you to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at Longfield Gardens. That's longfield-gardens.com. If you're a regular listener or viewer of the Slow Flowers vodcast and podcast, you're familiar with my sponsor, Thanks, like the ones you just heard me say. In order to produce our content and share it freely, our relationships with sponsors are very important to us. For the past year, you've probably heard me mention flowerfarm.com, a leading wholesale floral distributor that sources from and supplies farm direct blooms. When we signed on flowerfarm.com as a major sponsor of the Slow Flower Society, I asked if they would add a search tool on their homepage that would allow florists and other customers to easily find U.S. grown flowers. Miraculously, they created a large feature on their homepage in response, which helps users find flowers and foliage from places like California, Florida, Oregon, and Washington by using the origin selection tool in their search. In talking with the team at flowerfarm.com, we came up with a fun project to showcase today. They recently shipped me a mixed box of blooms and foliage so I could experience the process of receiving flowers myself. You'll hear my initial conversation with flowerfarm.com's floral specialist, Michaela Newhart, as we discuss how the site works. And that will be followed by a part two conversation with Michaela as we talk about flower processing. My favorite part at the end was getting to arrange with this surprise selection of flowers she sent. Let's jump right in and get started and meet Michaela Newhart. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Show with Deborah Prinzing. And uh, today I am so excited to talk about flowers with Michaela Newhart of flowerfarm.com. Hi, hi, Michaela. Hi, Deborah. Hey, thanks for um, sending me flowers. We're going to show everybody a little um, an opening and talk about flowers in the next part of this uh, interview. But I want to start by uh, just telling people what flowerfarm.com is. You've been a super friendly and supportive partner of Slow Flowers in the past year. And I just wanted to take a chance 
to put some faces and flowers behind the brand name. So give us a snapshot of what flowerfarm.com is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are a wholesaler that people can order from us and get flowers delivered direct to their home. Um, in most cases, if you leave enough time, the flowers are being harvested at the farm just before shipping to you. So not only it's convenient for you because it comes right to your home, you get to select what you want from farms all over the U.S. We have Florida, California, Pacific Northwest, Midwest, and also we have farms in other countries. So there's wide selection of things and you're getting things as fresh as fresh can be. Mm-hmm. I think I described you as a, a sort of a virtual wholesaler. Like right. you don't need a physical location because you're you're sourcing uh, from so many different farms, but they're not going to a uh, a building and sitting there and waiting right. for me to come in and shop. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. You're saving some days in that regard as well, in terms of maybe just additional freshness. Correct. Right. Wow. So who is your customer base? You talked about shipping to the home, but you also are shipping to uh, floral businesses, right? Right. Uh, So florists are a big part of our customer base. Also designers who focus specifically on events, maybe don't necessarily have a shop or or kind of daily Mm -hmm. arrangements that they make. Uh, Some nonprofits are our customers, Uh, companies, large companies. It's really quite the gamut people who uh, are interested in flowers and and just want to do their own. So it's really wide variety of people. Wow. (laughs) Let's do this. Let's look at the website and that'll probably answer all the questions. Uh, I've got it here for, um, for us to look at together. Um, I am just think it's, you know, obviously a very inviting um, user interface because you just come, you come here. The first thing you look at is shopping wholesale flowers, but if you scroll down, oh, here's the masterclass we talked that we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. and then bulk flowers, um, more information about Farm Direct, and then I'm particularly excited about the flowers grown in the USA button that you have here on the homepage. Uh, we'll look at that in a minute, and then lots of information about um, your spe- you know, what you specialize in, and um, what you know, maybe some frequently asked questions. Um, Fun fact that I like to tell people is all of the pictures that you see on the website are flowers from our farms. And we actually took those pictures. Wow. wow. So love it. Yeah. It's not stock photography in other words. Exactly. Right. Um, so also I wanted to point out this simple contact us button is means people are going to get in touch with you. That <laughs> That's kind of a, right. a, a, a face and a name. So one of the things you said that, uh, you wanted to show me is how to order collections. So I'm going to click on the shop now button. And well, when you click on it, you get this scroll down all the you know ways you can search. So by color palette, by specific flower, and then by origin. And you see here, we've got California, Florida, uh, Miami, Oregon. I think there's probably a few more that just fall under United States. Um, but you said that there's a, bu- a button called combo box. So let's click on that. Wow, this is amazing. We, we put these together with um, florists in mind so that you could get a smaller number of flowers and a wider variety. We can also um, do, and you know, we can't anticipate everyone's need. 
So we also have the ability to make custom combination boxes up for people. If you do the contact us and get in touch with me and tell me what you're looking for, um, I send a quote to the farm, the farm sends me back pricing and then, and we can do that for you. So the other thing we can do too, is not everything that's grown and available is necessarily listed on the website. So some things, sometimes people are looking for something very specific. And if you don't see it on the website listed, it does not necessarily mean that we don't have it and we can't get it for you. Sure. Sure. So, so you're, you're really um, interacting with florists all day long trying right. to troubleshoot their specific wish list. Right. So I clicked on combo box and I clicked on United States and the solution, the um, mixes came up here. Most of them are foliage driven, but I feel like that's sort of the bread and butter of a lot of, um, you know, everyday florists, wedding and event florists. A lot of times I know for myself, I can cut a lot of flowers out of my garden, but I don't necessarily always have the greenery I need to complement those. So this would be a kind of a fun way to, um, to mix and match. I liked this one, Victoria's favorite. I clicked on that. So here we see what's in that combo box and, and down to the number of bunches of each variety. And then what else is inf- information that people need to know? Uh, when do you need it, I guess, right? Right. You'll always... Um... Oftentimes there, there might be many choices or even just this one, for example, Mm -hmm. you see uh, a pack size, meaning in this case, it's saying 18 bunches and how much per bunch. Uh, It's not really live pricing until you select the date that you want. Okay. That sort of serves as a placeholder. Okay. So it's, you'll all, people will always want to do step one first, and then that's going to give you the pricing that's accurate for when you want them. Oh, because sometimes if it's if it's a really urgent um, need, you're going to pay a higher, um, like a rush fee or something like that. Um, or is it no, more just availability? It's more that over time, and it's not so much with the greens, but with some things, um, there might be many, many different pack sizes. Do, <laughs> do sunflowers would okay. be a good category, a good example. Oh so, yeah, because there's so it, many choices. There's many choices. So let's um, just pick yellow sunflowers, the bottom one, last one. So see, there's a bazillion choices there, right? And prices. Oh, there's right. Colombia, Ecuador, USA. So don't count on this being accurate. So let's, that's just like a historical record. So pick a delivery date at the top. Oh, I see, I see. So start oh, here. Exactly. So I'll pick the 28th and then I get, a choice of, and I didn't even specify U.S., but it's offering me. That's what's um, available for delivery on Saturday. Oh, that's why. Okay, great. So that's I, because there isn't sufficient time on Friday today for something to come. Oh, that's a little further out. In any case. Let's try the 27th. There I get a uh, choice of maybe in some, but in, with the Ecuador choice, I'm getting a hundred stems. And the unit price is $1.53. So you really have, you know, you're getting a different, right. <laughs> much different product than if you want 20 bunches, uh, which are going to be at $8.54 a bunch. Oh, oh I, that, maybe it's different. It's apples and oranges because that's a stem and this is a right. bunch. All right. I'd have to do the math. But um, but it's really helpful because I put in a Friday date. Say I want to get one box of 20 bunches. And then um, total delivered price. So is the shipping already calculated into it? 
All good question. Um, yeah. We didn't even talk about that before. No. All of our pricing is delivered pricing. Meaning, oh, that's so helpful for people. Um, we made a conscious decision to do that because then you can really compare with other sources. If you go to your local wholesaler and you're paying $10 a bunch, but if you shop online and it's $7.50 a bunch, but you have to pay $85 for shipping, it's very difficult to understand what you're actually paying per stem. So that's interesting. Okay. Well, I yeah. like that feature a lot. Um, I also noticed there was, when I was looking at the uh, greenery, maybe I'll go back to that. And it seemed like there was a um, a choice of save for later. Is that just like if you're building a recipe or you're wanting to kind of... You don't necessarily want to put it in your cart right now. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also purchase greens if you go to shop now again, and then alphabetical under G is greens. It's the third column over. That's going to show you any, any flower or foliage that's green, but in the buy flower section. Oh, I see. Go to greens. Oh, that's green color. This is green foliage. Okay. Right. So then you'll see them individually. And there's more, there be more things included here than there are necessarily in the combo boxes. You know, there might not be uh, one of those items in the combo boxes. Here's that willow green eucalyptus that you sent me. So I know it came from California. And then there's a couple different uh, photos as well here. Right. Shows you what the bunch looks like. So you have a, a, a perception of how much a bunch is. And then usually an aerial view and then a side stem view. Mm, Very cool. Excellent. Let's look at Larkspur. Maybe that will be another one. Okay. So you can get the the large combo box or you can get just an individual. Oh, I like the fact that you use vintage flower frogs for these photos. Did you work on those? (laughs) Amy did all those things for us. Oh, I love it. Okay. Oops. Let me back up. These for, for whatever reason, these are saying Ecuador, but I know you had some from California and well, in your bunch. Yes. Click so, a d- select a date and we might get California. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. It's, it's yeah. a good, to, it's a very easy to use tool. Um, I'm just, you know, not in the daily business of ordering flowers like a lot of florists are, and right. I'm finding it very easy to navigate. So imagine how useful it will be for someone who's got to do this every day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the um, products of the U.S. So this is another thing you can do is just go in and peruse what's what's offered, and then start using it in planning for either recipes or events, or just for an everyday mix. The other sort of inside knowledge that I'm going to share with you is that <laughs> if something's listed as the origin is within the U.S., anything that's domestic, we always ship priority overnight. Okay. We just do. So then you could know that um, all of those things are going to be available next day. Mm-hmm. Now, you need to place the order Technically, it's somewhere around if you if you place it by noon central, you're definitely going to be safe. You might be able to do one or one thirty central because the different farm locations have different deadlines. But basically, if you place your order mid morning, 
then you can get it delivered the next day. So that's helpful. If you've got something like, oh my goodness, I have to throw a party for someone tomorrow. What can I get tomorrow? All those things um, you'll be able to get tomorrow. So you can look sort of through different windows, whether you want to think about color palette first or when you can get it or where it's coming from. I, I find it real easy and yeah, kind of friendly. Also, I see up here that I have a one in my bucket. So this must be my cart. Oh, when right. I added the sunflowers. Right. So then you just basically would get your whole order uh, totaled out. And um, that's right. Very fun. Well, another I, thing that I'll say that's really helpful, it, it takes all of like a minute and a half to open an account. Mm-hmm as opposed to checking out as a guest. And if you open an account, then you'll have an order history. And in the order history are very, it's useful. It's just useful rather than having to look back through emails at email order confirmations. If if you check out as a guest, you don't have access to seeing a history of your orders. So I I encourage people to do that. So would I click on my, would I click on account information here? A hover over sign in up at the top. Oh, okay. And then, oh, I guess I already have an account. Now everyone knows my login. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't think, I've, I think I've just set it, I created an account so I could poke around in here. I, I sure. haven't used the ordering tool. So this is really helpful. Well, thank you so much for walking us through that. And I guess the only, let's see if there's anything else you want to show before. This is, um, this is the, the information about the Maurice Harris floral arranging class on masterclass, which we're going to talk about in our next, the second half of this interview. So we'll just point out that we'll learn more on that. Um, Are these just more kind of ways for people to, or just some more background information for people Mm -hmm. to learn about, um, learn about the farms and learn about the, the shipping information. The other thing that I'd like to share is sometimes, you know, when you're trying out anything new and you don't know the people, it can be, and, you know, not everything is as it seems sometimes in our world, people can be a little concerned about ordering with us. But what Mm -hmm. I like people to know is that we will always guarantee the quality. So it is a perishable product. Almost everything comes in lovely condition. If it's winter and you live in uh, Montana and it's minus 14 degrees on the day, some things might get damaged, some things might not. So if for any reason someone receives anything damaged, I just ask that they take pictures, send them to me and we'll refund you. So then that way people can kind of relax into ordering, knowing there's some safety net for them. That's that's really nice. Um, And I think it's just... the this nature of our lives right now that there's always going to be problems with shipping with supply chain. And, you know, even knowing that there's some, you know, guarantee is, um, you know, if the product is, if you handle the product correctly, then that, that feels good. Um, I was just poking around on that, that, uh, collection here of wedding, uh, a whole wedding in a box, basically. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of, does, do people order that very often? Yeah. Last, last year, we, we just kind of took on the challenge to have something like this 
for either. And it was really in response to the things that were happening as a result of sort of the whole shift in the way we live that, you know, floors for a while weren't able to be open. Then they opened with restrictions. It's still current today that many floors and, and many businesses are having a hard time getting employees, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I just recently had, um, someone who's a florist order these because they're, they're short on labor. So then they can, Oh, wow. How they, they come and they're very beautifully done. I've seen them in person myself. They come um, all uh, with a zip tie around them and you just need to cut the the stems off and put them in a, in a vase that you purchase. So whether you want it in a tall vase or short vase. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point. It's like, um, you know, for the budget conscious wedding, you can quote them all the pieces they want and um, just just place this order. It doesn't seem like people can specify uh, a palette or anything. It's just one collection, but there's but, three different color choices. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a red one, a white one and a pink one. Oh, did I miss so that? Not a ton of oh, wedding. I, didn't, I don't think I was looking at wedding collection. Oh, here we go. That's fabulous. Yeah. The other thing that I would like to mention, you know, because we're all as living in our lives, we experience a little bit of a challenge with, you know, maybe things you order online come later than they used to or things like that. I'm also getting a lot of a lot of people will call me saying I had something ordered. My wholesaler was was supposed to have it in and they don't have it. And so one of the ways I think we've just been very fortunate is because our, um, we have a very um, broad base of partners. And yeah. so, for example, and the good news, the, the end result is that we're having very, very few situations where someone orders something and we can't get it to them. Because you usually have another choice of where to go. Exactly. So we have kind of a background process that goes on where um, if we order it and it's coming from one farm location and for some reason, whether it's the weather is an influence or it's not ready to harvest, then we have two or three other choices that have the same thing and we can still get it to the customer on time. So that's great. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you've got, you've got a global network. So um, exactly. That is the buying power that a individual florist won't necessarily be able to have. This has been a a great introduction to flowerfarm.com. And uh, next we're going to pivot to a separate video that we recorded today showing off uh, how to process flowers and some of the tips on um, what, you know, what's, harvest stage you need to think about and when you order. And um, I got to play with some flowers that Michaela sent to me from uh, through flowerfarm.com. So we'll bounce over to that next. Well, hello today. I am so excited to uh, talk about flowers with uh, Michaela Newhart. And Michaela is a flower specialist at flowerfarm.com. And we're going to do a little show and tell of flowers that she sent me. And I see you have flowers with you, Michaela. Thanks so much for yeah. <laughs> flowering your setting. Oh, it's nice to be with you. Thanks for having me. Um, well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, shipping flowers and how to get uh, your hands on uh, flowers from farms all around the country. And um, that's part of flowerfarm.com's focus. When you go to the website, you can select um, by country or shop by country of origin or state. 
and of course, by other variables too. So what are the variables that people uh, tend to use when they're shopping at flowerfarm.com? Um, you can, people can either shop by color. That's really helpful for people if they are having an event or something and they know general colors they want and mm -hmm. they can see what we have available or you can shop by specific flower or by specific origin. So wow. Yeah. And uh, the company is set up to basically like a virtual wholesaler, right? I mean, your, your customer right. is mainly, a, are mainly florists. Is that correct? We have a super broad base. So certainly uh, florists. We also have designers who do events. We have some companies, uh, maybe large companies that have stylists on their payroll that are doing grand openings or things like that. Nonprofits. Mm. It's a pretty broad range of people. Wow. Wow. And it, it seems like uh, the, the ability to order in quantity and, you know, that, that is a benefit and also just the convenience of shopping online for somebody who might, does, might not have a, a large wholesaler near them. Right. Also, too, maybe your local wholesaler might have a certain collection of things, but because we um, have so many farm partners, pretty much the world is your flower oyster. You know, yeah. people are able to get virtually anything because we have so many farm locations. Wow. So you're basically acting as a buying agent for, for the flower customer. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Well, when people order, what, what are they, uh, I, like I received an order two days ago. So I have a little video. People will have just watched it of how I opened the box. It was packed beautifully and everything was uh, individual varieties were individually bunched. Some varieties were uh, maybe with, with shorter, the shorter stems like the Godisha and the, um, anemones were wrapped in like a paper collar. And so what, what is the typical uh, bunch, you know, like stem count per bunch or, or does it vary by variety? By and large, 10 stems is you could pretty much consistently count on, although there are some exceptions, like for example, greens, things like this, or um, things that are very branchy, like this bupleurum. You can have one stem that's like this and one stem that's like this. So often with those kinds of things, the farms will weigh them. Then that way people oh. are getting consistent amount each time. But by right. and large, 10, you can pretty count on. Mm -hmm. And I also tell people that um, customers, if you have specific questions, if you're having a party or whatever, and you want these five things, email me and I'll assure you, I'll tell you exactly how many stems per bunch. Wow. Wow. So you're actually available through customer service to really help yeah. an individual buyer figure out what they need. Right. Right. The contact us uh, actually goes to a person who is me. <laughs> right. <So. laughs> That's uh, you know, in the world of a, uh, like computer, computer generated uh, bots, I think it's really nice to talk to a human and even someone who tells you their name. Um, I know that uh, this, the stem lengths were exceedingly long when I opened the box, like I felt bad cutting things down, but I guess that's just sort of a standard uh, practice in, in the industry. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, it, it gives, I guess it gives the florist choice who, you know, maybe have people who have larger pieces that they're doing. Right. Can take advantage and, of that. Mm -hmm. Some flowers also, some flowers will have a designation of 
um, well, on each of the flowers, there's a grade column and sometimes it's not specified, but sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. So for example, mm-hmm. ranunculus can be on the shorter side. It will sometimes say 30 to 40 centimeters or 40 or 50 roses will often say 40, 50 or 60. So sometimes if people know they're going to cut the stem all the way off, they're, they're not going to bother to spend the extra money for the longer one when they're going to yeah. cut stem off of the shorter one anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. And then the stage of harvest uh, also, it seemed like, for example, I, I, I'm just going to pull this out of my arrangement. The irises were beautiful and they were completely closed mm-hmm. when I got them. They looked like this. And I knew that they were going to have to process a little bit, but la- they were in my garage for 48 hours and they still hadn't opened. So last night I brought them in the house and a few of them opened so beautifully Mm-hmm. Uh, in just the the warmth of my home, right. but I wouldn't have wanted them shipped like this. So I I appreciate that, and I think that just takes some experimentation. A professional florist will know to order a few days ahead of time, right? Right, right. And um, even things like um, you know, of course, it's still cool here in Seattle. It's it has barely gotten to sixty, but like these Godisha are starting to open. But this is a perfect stage for designing with because then they'll open further and. Mm-hmm. I'll have I'll enjoy longer base life. Do you have some examples that you want to show of the stage that you're you're processing? Sure. Um, so this is um, cornflower, and some. Oh yeah. Some came with full, really full blooms, and then there were other individual stems that are still really um, budish. It really it's interesting. It depends on the user as to what they want. So if you're a retail florist and you're going to make a design and send it out to someone, it's really nice to have the things pretty significantly still closed because then when it's in the home of the person, they get many days and blooming. Right. Right. Wedding designer, they want their stuff at peak bloomage on that day. So um, they'll tend to order things for delivery two or three days sooner than a retail florist would. So right. kind of depends on what you're going to use it for. And I'm just, I'm, I've ordered from a number of uh, online e-commerce uh, flower companies and it's probably the same issue. You really can't get a Monday delivery, right? You have to, the earliest in the week you could get it be a Tuesday or do you, are, are you able through flowerfarm.com to deliver seven days a week? Right now we, um, on Mother's Day week and Valentine's week, we do have Monday delivery and we're in really active talks about getting Monday delivery all the time because it's much more beneficial to the florist to, yeah. to get it on Monday as opposed to wait till Tuesday. So stay tuned. We're, it's something that we're really actively working on. Oh, on Sunday, so that's really an issue then. Yes. Yeah. Sunday doesn't work because our current, the carrier that we use currently is UPS and they just don't deliver on Sunday. So, um, but right they do now, on, sat- on Saturdays, right? Yeah. We're Tuesday through Saturday and hopefully very soon we'll be Monday through Saturday. Um, okay, well, that's something to, to, I guess, be sure to ask. And, and usually the, the site seems very interactive so people can see what the available delivery uh, windows are for them as well. Um, okay, so you were going to show me a few of the processing tips that you uh, I usually like to cover with people. And then I maybe I'll step, I'll, I'll pull my flowers in and show you what I've been working on. Oh, good. Okay. So I thought it would be sometimes, especially if someone's not a floral professional and they're newer, 
they have a picture in their mind of what they're going to get. And then if they get something right from the farm, it doesn't match their picture. So this, for example, is a piece of Alstroemeria after I've uh, cleaned it up some. Yeah, that's beautiful. This is a piece of Alstroemeria as it came out of the box. Right. So if you, I don't, tell me what the best view is. I think. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you did a lot of editing of the greenery um, and the side, some of the side buds to make it cleaner, but, but now so. It's like the flowers aren't competing with the leaves on exactly. the one you're right hand. You want to yeah. leave showing what's helpful to you. So um, you just take things off. You have to, with Alstroemeria specifically, you have to pull the leaves a little bit gently because sometimes they're a little attached. Um, uh, yeah, I have some very fine, uh, almost like embroidery scissors that I use sometimes yeah. to go in and, and clip things away for that yeah. reason. And sometimes there's little casualties of the transport. So you just take it off and it's good to go. And now you're really able to see, focus on the flower and not a bunch of mangy greenery that's not helpful to you. Yeah. And I think Um, just giving yourself permission to to edit a little bit is, um, it's going to influence how the design looks if if it's a little bit more open and airy and not so much a dense ball of yellow. This is cornflower, sort of not real. This is fresh out of the box. Right. This is with some trimming. So same thing. Give yourself permission to uh, take stuff off. Here's another example too. Like this one, the head was just broken off. So it's a stem with nothing. It's not going to help. So it's just going to clutter up the arrangement. Yeah. 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 People will also, sometimes if there's like one little brown leaf on there, they go, oh, give me a refund. I want the whole box back. No, you just take the brown leaf off. I mean, nobody wants to waste, but you don't want to have damaged material. Like I was cutting some eucalyptus to put in the arrangement. First of all, the eucalyptus, eucalyptus was fantastic. I don't know which variety it is. Um, it's this sort of almost like a willow leaf. Uh, it's exactly that. It's called willow uke. Yes. Okay. But see, there are, you can even see there is a little munching going on. Right. So I just trimmed, I mean, there's not, it's not all over the plant. It was just one little tip. So that was very easy to just clean up and um, make the arrangement look mm-hmm. a little bit, <laughs> a little bit prettier. Right. Although I, I don't really have a problem with bug bites uh, in general, but um, that's just a typical, that's nature, right? You just have to expect that. Exactly. I mean, they grow outdoors. So um, I want to show you specifically, and this, this uh, demonstrates, uh, a point that's true for lots of flowers. So whenever you put something in water, so say the water levels up to here, anything that's, so when the stems are in water, they're in sort of a decomposition process because plants are organic and there's water and warmth and it starts to rot. So you want to take any, any extra leaf off that's going to be under the water But also with this in particular, this is status. It has this sort of like little wingy stuff. Yes. I've always wondered if there was some way to treat that. Yeah. Nice. You just gently, you can shave it right off and that will make your water stay clearer because it just gets murky quickly if there's organic stuff in the water that's decomposing. That is such a good technique. It's so interesting because you're right. Status in general has that uh, extra herbaceous material. And I always look at the um, the bouquets that uh, are at the Pike Place Market that um, 
a lot of the farmers that are there bring in status or use status because it lasts quite a while. But it's great. The bottoms are so slimy, and that's because they're not processing it correctly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just little things you can do that make the overall Mm -hmm. last and visual um, so much nicer. And then here's you know what? Yeah, it's so it's interesting that we both got a box um, for this recording, but we didn't get the same things. So right. I'm curious to see what else you have. Oh yeah. And um, this is called bunny tail. It's the sort yeah. of a type of grass. It's very That's fabulous. Fun with some texture. Um, as I said, this is cornflower. This is yarrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of right now, there are a couple trends that are happening. One is sort of like barn scene wedding. This is super mm-hmm. popular. So for country, so things like this, um, you're seeing um, a lot of orders come through for. Yes. Yeah. Also things that are super abundant in greenery. It's interesting where in the eighties or nineties, it was this really dense poofy flower stuff. And people are much more interested now in um, foliage. Right. Ooh. Right. This is some magnolia greens. And I saw oh, my goodness. Because when I got my, um, I don't know if you can see, but there are a few buds right here. That's what would be a magnolia flower. And right here also. Oh, they're so glossy. That's beautiful. I love that. And that's also very long lasting um, in terms of, you know, it almost can dry in in its own, in the same state. Absolutely. Status is another great thing. Dries well. Uh, Baby blue eucalyptus, the real columnar long kind, dries great. Um, You started to show me something to your right and I interrupted you. So what else do you have over there? I have, this is called, this is called acacia feather fern, a really nice kind of beautiful greenery. This is lovely for, um, arches or when people do big installation things that's a woody it's a tree isn't it it really yeah it's really uh the stems are quite thick on the bottom this so you can you can break down a stem too and get you know kind of resize it and get smaller lengths if you need it absolutely and this is something that i um i did on purpose to show so there's something about processing i broke my own rule but normally <laughs> when you get things from the farm, you want to unwrap things, take as much of the extra greenery off as you can, because it takes the energy of the plant to fill up and hydrate all those things. And if you're not going to use them later, why waste the energy of the plant? That's but so for- smart. I should have done that with the, with the Amy because it needed to be hydrated, but if I had cleaned it, it would have taken up the water faster. Right. Right. So little things like this, if people are doing weddings, boutonnieres, or if you're doing like little mason jar vases, it's not, it's probably not going to, well, you can see right here, it doesn't really benefit the look of this to have all this riffraff going on in the bottom here. Yeah. But these are wonderful texture things. So you just cut them off and stick them in a littler vase and you will find fantastic fun things to do with it for sure. Well, what you said about texture, that's that's a perfect example for a, a ingredient in a boutonniere or a wrist corsage or a flower crown or something like mm-hmm. that. I feel bad throwing anything away unless it's just a dead stem. I I like I want to try to salvage every pretty part uh, that's possible. So yes. that's something I've learned from a lot of florists, too, is how to break down, um, like, for example, uh, the tall 
greenery I had. I think it's myrtle. Let me show it to you. Is this, is this myrtle? It is, yes. Okay, so, because it doesn't grow here in the Pacific Northwest, so it's probably out of California. But um, I felt, I feel like, you know, there's this lower multi-branching section and then this middle one and then this top one. So there's just a lot of right. uh, dimension that I could break down and I did for my smaller arrangement, I'll show you. Um, versus just sticking this one tall guy in a, in a you know, right. in a tall vase. Right, right. Um, and then I have some larkspur in here, which I, I do want to show you just a processing thing about that too. So this is, this is out of the box. Okay. And this is when you do something with it. So, right. See? Right. And even, even if you couldn't see this, uh, one, if it's in a whole big arrangement, it's using up the water in the vase to keep that hydrated. Um, if it's below the water level, it's going to make the water murky as all get out. So oh, absolutely, you can, cut, you can cut these little guys off for boutonnieres, save them. They have that, like a little asparagus fern kind of texture, don't they? Yes. I love that about it. So, and you can leave a little, but not so much that it's like too much. Yeah. So yeah. You're just giving it a little, you're giving it a little hairstyle, a little grooming. Exactly. A little trim. Yeah. And this is called Bupleurum. It's a really oh, I love that. lovely, um, it's just nice. It provides a beautiful kind of delicate drape. So um, I love Bupleurum and um, it's sort of that, it's like a, in, as a gardener, I look at it like a lady's mantle. It's something that both the foliage and the flower are green and they can be used yes. in versatile. In, they're very versatile in that regard. Um, in fact, the arrangement that I want to do in my lime green vase, I was thinking, oh, I'll just go cut some ladies mantle and add to it because yeah. I've got, yeah. it's not, in, it's not in bloom yet, but I, that acid eye burning green uh, foliage that will complement what I, what I've done. So I'll show you that. Oh, and this was the last thing. This is fun. Can you guess, do you have any idea what this is? Wait, so that can be ordered on flowerfarm.com? Yes. It's some kind of vine, uh, but it I is. have no idea. It's kiwi <laughs> vine. Oh, right. Now, so when what do you do with that? Is that one stem? No, this is a bunch. This is a whole okay. bunch. So Okay. Um, oh, so it's it's not dried. It's that's just got that dark. No, dark it is dried. Oh, okay. Well, by nature, I think the vine, like even when things grow and the fruit comes off them, the vine is a little bit hardened. Yes, I think you're right. These are great for um, like in a hotel lobby or outside an event or people who have really large homes and they just like big urns because this is permanent. This is you. Um, People will often use a very vertical thing like this as a spray sort of thing in the center. Right. I feel like it's sort of um, a, a more delicate option to grapevine, but it has that same tangled, you know, mm -hmm. wild vibe. Yeah. Um, and that's coming out of, probably coming out of California then too, right? Everything that you and I received came from our farm uh, that's sort of in the Monterey Bay area in California. Okay. Okay, great. I, some of it I'm very familiar with and uh, uh, and can find here in the Pacific Northwest. But um, in, 
I guess I, I feel like what you're trying to offer people, you're trying to solve some problems. Uh, and you mentioned a few of those in terms of um, quantities, but also um, you sometimes can fulfill a large order from multiple growers, mm-hmm. um, but through the customer still just making one order, right? Correct. Right. Right. They can uh, order things for different delivery. You can go online and say, well, I'd like um, some peonies next Thursday. I'd like some Alstroemeria the following Tuesday. And from your perspective, you just order what you want, like a shopping list. And then what will happen is the orders get broken down into uh, regions. So if something's coming from California and something else is coming from Florida and something else is coming from the specific Northwest, then it gets broken into three different orders or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But you're just checking out and paying once. Exactly. Yeah. No, I really appreciate that. I, when, when flowerfarm.com wanted to work with slow flowers, I, I just said out loud what I wished and you guys made it happen, which was, I'd love it uh, to be evident to the shopper on the homepage that they can um, find American grown flowers and then they can dig deeper and actually order, um, you know, see where, where things are coming from in terms of not, you're not naming the farm, but the state, mm-hmm. um, you know, where it's grown. And I, I think that that's, I'm all about transparency. And I think that that's just going to educate florists and also their customers who might want to know. Um, so uh, I know you've got a, another cool project I want to ask you about, and that is the um, the masterclass that uh, Maurice Harris is teaching. Uh, Maurice Harris, a celebrity judge of um, In Full Bloom on HBO. So tell me how that came together. Well, it's this is a little full circle. So like I was saying, if you just do the contact us, you it comes into my email and I respond. Well, someone who works with masterclass sent something to contact us and I responded and we started a conversation that turned into this really beautiful partnership that was very fun. I was familiar with Masterclass myself from having been on LinkedIn and they're quite visible on LinkedIn and they have the video So many topics. Right. And so it was really, really creatively exciting. We curated several uh, different boxes. Well, it's a, it was the first floral design series that they did, and they asked us to be their sort of preferred vendor. And um, he has four component pieces in that one. So we oh. curated four different boxes, types of boxes, and then within that, there were a few choices. And back and forth, Maurice actually approved the boxes. So, yeah, <laughs> and now people today can go on Flower Farm and see a masterclass link with the specific boxes and people uh non-masterclass participants are also able to buy those if they'd like okay and you find do you buy them through flowerfarm.com or through masterclass okay well what i think is kind of cool is that that type of platform for teaching is reaching people who probably would never um before know how to buy flowers or or maybe they know that their grocery store has them but he's teaching design techniques and so instantly someone can just order the flowers that go with that module and design along with them. That's awesome. And of course, the fact that, you know, that show is so popular and there's been two seasons, they're gaining a lot of, of new flower fans who just love watching, you know, 
competition shows or whatever. Right. Um, right. That's great. I love that. And uh, that's very much consumer direct. I mean, those boxes are probably smaller than, or are they? Are they, are they smaller in terms of ingredients of, than what you sent me? Or um, Some are and some aren't. So the, just for a little detail there, first um, uh, module is just roses. So we okay. made a box of 50 roses, which is typically smaller than we'd send to a retailer, but um, it's still a good amount. Right. And then uh, the largest module, uh, they get a box, something like we got. So mm-hmm. it comes from all one place, one, one bunch of several different things. Right. Right. Very fun. Well, can I show you what I designed? And oh, um, please do. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's, uh, I'm going to move the camera in. This is one of my favorite centerpieces for um, for a long dining table. And it's just a wooden box. It was actually made by the son of uh, Chet and Christy Anderson, who are flower farmers at the Fresh Herb Company in Boulder, Colorado. And it what is so cool about it is um, you basically can fit four jam jars inside. Oh, that's or, cool. Or four like small mason jars. You know, it, it hides the vase. You don't want to see the vase. You want the box to be the kind of presentation. And then I, uh, this is a situation I told you about the irises. And look, they're even, even just since I started this this morning, they're opening more. Mm-hmm. I broke down the myrtle, uh, as I mentioned, and started, I started with the myrtle. And then I added the irises. And then the delphinium were, uh, like you were saying, sometimes things shattered. They were a little bit shattered. So I just wanted the blue texture. So I broke down just the tips of all the delphiniums that you see in here. And then I'm like, okay, what else? So then you have this fabulous Dusty Miller. And I have to say, it's such fresh, plump, really, really healthy and, you know, kind of the best of the best Dusty Miller. And it did hydrate really well. I've had it in water for two days. So I broke those down. And then I thought I was done, but then I thought it needs one more thing. And that's where I started poking all the eucalyptus in. So this is like the perfect thing that no one's going to have be blocked uh, on right. the other, you know, opposite each other on the dining table. And what I tend to do with this piece, oh, and then I added the pussy willow also. But what I do generally is I send a little bouquet home with my dinner guests. So I basically deconstruct the whole thing and I'll put this in like um, a mason jar or something and send it home. Um, so everybody takes a little bit of flowers home with them. So that's, Kind of unconventional because I felt, like I said, I felt bad cutting down the tall stems of, especially the delphinium. And but I did it with the pussy willow too. But you know, I'm getting the prettiest parts. You know, the really, the really shiny pewter um, catkins, uh, kind of at eye level. So that's the first one I did. And I guess I would ask you this: I several of the irises are still in bud and it's okay to just have them in here because they're going to just open over time. If say my dinner party's tomorrow, I'll have a different looking arrangement. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. Good. Okay. Well, thanks. I'm glad that you like that and approve of it. <laughs> What's also nice about that, Deborah, is that the ones that are very open now will get tired looking. So you can just pull that out and then the other one's on the way. So you have sort of right. continuous. Well, as you said, there were probably 10, um, altogether 10 stems and so distributed across the four the four glasses the four little glasses there's you know two to three in each so 
this was a little bit of a challenge. I this is a vase that uh, a lot of people will recognize. It's a my vintage. It's a vintage vase. I don't know its its age, but I bought it at a flea market. It's got little two little handles on the side, and it was on the cover of my book Slow Flowers, which came out nine years ago. So I've had it for a while. It's a great it's a great vase for spring because it has that you know fresh green growth. But I was looking at what you sent me, and this Annie really caught my eye because even though it's white, it reads as um, you know it reads as like a lime green and. Mm-hmm. I I should have cleaned it the way you described. I have cleaned it since. So, you know, now this is this is the bl- the bloom and the stem is is clean, but it's got so much whimsy to it that it reads almost the same as the glaze. I also um started breaking down the uh foxglove because foxglove gets a little bit tired in shipping too and but the tips are so beautiful. So, I I've let me find my clippers. I've removed, you know, the lower part. And then you would recommend cut, just trimming off all of this, right? I would, yes. Yeah, all the little the little uh, flowers or florets. And then this can be kind of a textural element in the arrangement. And I just have a, a hairpin, hairpin frog in here. So as I mentioned, the anemones were stunning. And I just thought that the color of the anemones would pick up on the pink of the, um, even though the the foxglove is not, you know, you don't see into all of the blooms, you can definitely enjoy that blush of pink. So these are the anemones that everyone wants with the dark centers. Okay, so I was telling you beforehand that I really wanted to put some more lime in this. So I'm gonna go, before I photograph this and share it on social media, I'm going to go cut some ladies' mantle from my uh, garden and add some lime green to this. So we'll we'll I'll um, keep working Great. on this, but I really am liking the direction it's going. I'm really liking the pink from both the um, the foxglove and from the anemones. And that hairpin, the hairpin frog, really allows those anemones to kind of stand up and and dance a little bit above above the uh the vase and the last thing i was going to do is because you uh my you said your box came with so much um filler material i ended up getting a lot of line like graphic line flowers so um i have this wonderful vase made by a local artist here in seattle named Kristen nelson Veet ceramics a lot of people have seen me use uh her vases in other ways and her bud vases are um, our favorite popular speaker gift for the Slow Flowers Summit speakers. So I, I love it. It's the pinstripe white line that I love. Mm-hmm. So I thought this would be a perfect base with this flare to show off the architecture of the kangaroo paw. And then I was going to add a few more things. The sunflowers that you sent are really terrific. I mean, this I love the size of them and I love the stage that they're at. They did They did come in obviously a little bit more closed, but um, in this case, you, would you recommend I take all this foliage off here? I would. Uh, yeah. Some of it is starting to brown a little bit. It's not, not affecting the flower at all. But yeah, so then I want to just have kind of a, a bold yellow, golden yellow appearance here. And the branches of the, um, of the kangaroo paw are going to help hold that up. It's interesting. Um, 
there's a mix of light and dark centers that came mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was just, I just got lucky. I don't know. Sunflowers are something that you definitely people would want to order uh, probably at least two, if not three days before they're planning on presenting them because sometimes they come quite closed. Uh-huh. And then they really, they really do open after once cut. It's just that they've been cut closed probably so that they don't shatter or anything like that in shipping. Right. 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 All right. I'm going to just wrap this up here. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. This is like a, this is like my Friday therapy session with you, Michaela. What are you, what are you seeing um, on the horizon in terms of what, what there's like new demand for this year? Maybe something that surprised you that uh, maybe a flower that's sort of back in fashion or catching people's attention that, that wasn't as popular last in the last few years. Well, this kind of whole focus on greenery is yes. really, it's, is really, uh, um, we will have people order 80, a hundred bunches of greenery in an order of four wow. or five different kinds. Yeah. Wow. For an event or. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. I wonder if I can get the Godisha in here. I, it's such an unusual flower. It needs a lot of, a lot of cleaning up on the stem. Um, but I like a little bit of the foliage at the top. Yes. But I was thinking that this particular flower could kind of be my, um, my collar and I could have it closer to the rim of the vase, picking mm-hmm. up a little bit of the red. It's sort of a unusual color. I don't even know. It's not, it's like almost like a coral, Orally, but there's yeah. a red, there's a reddish, um, right. A tinge. Oh, now here's one that's not open at all. So we'll see if that opens over time. And if not, it's such an interesting shape to it. Just add some cool texture that kind of goes with the kangaroo paw texture. I think I've managed to use everything you sent. And so I feel like I get an A plus. <laughs> you know, back to my comment. About plus, not wanting, <laughs> back to my comment about not wanting to waste anything. I just think these are so beautiful. And uh, I've never tried to grow them. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's best to leave it growing to the experts. Thank you for playing with, with flowers with me, Michaela. It's really yeah. been a fun, fun way to showcase uh, you as a resource. And now that people know that you're the, the friendly voice at the end of the email, <laughs> then you might get some more emails. Oh, it's always fun to meet people. And it's just an adventure, you know? I Honestly, I open my email every day and I just don't know what's going to be in there. And uh, it's really a delight to help people um, it's a yeah. It's, it's a creative. It's a creative process for you to try to troubleshoot. I'm sure and find right. substitutions or find solutions. So right. I'm glad you. Lo- I can tell you love what you do. Um, what, you were going to share a few more ideas on uh, how people can plan ahead and um, take advantage of the the database of of when they're ordering or um, sure. can't remember what we're going to talk about. Um, I think one thing that's important to consider, some people, they want their flowers to be fresh, fresh, fresh. So sometimes they'll think it's a good idea to pick a delivery date that's as very close as possible to their, whenever either they're having 
people come over or the event or, and I definitely discourage people from doing that because, um, and it, it depends on the time of the year, but always I say, if you're having something on the weekend, that Thursday should be the latest delivery date in the week that you pick for a few reasons. One, like you're seeing with the iris, not everything is sort of show ready when it arrives. Yep. And the yep. farms do that because um, to keep them uh, beautiful in transport, if, if a lily is wide open like this and then it gets squished in a box to be sent, it's going to be all damaged. So they right. both need time to open. And also, um, while 97% of things delivery exactly on time, occasionally there's a weather issue or something. So the last thing you want to do is order your flowers on the day you need them. And then there's a delay that's beyond anyone's human control. And then you have no flowers for your event. That is probably the best lesson to share is that I build in at least a 24 hour cushion for, because if something is lost, then you're still able to solve Replace that problem. And yeah, Correct. that's great. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've had so much fun with this. Uh, the takeaway is, you know, this flowers are at your fingertips. Just get on your keyboard. And um, the fact that you can um, search flowerfarm.com as for what I matters most to me, which is finding us grown flowers. I really appreciate that as a service to the profession. Oh, great. Yeah. It's nice to spend the afternoon with you. Oh, well, thank you so much, Michaela. I want you to make something with all those flowers around you though, and send me a photo when you, I will. <laughs> when, you get, when you get to the weekend. All right, okay. Then. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Bye everybody. It's Will Flowers. so much for joining us today. You can watch the replay video of this show that we'll share at slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 560 and find links and more resources to set up your own buyer's account with flowerfarm.com. As you heard Michaela mention a few times, she is the helpful expert at the other end of any email you send. So be sure to say hello to her when you reach out and let her know you heard this podcast. Michaela really wants to make your buying experience a positive one, and she has amazing contacts with all of the large U.S. growers who fulfill their orders. Our next thanks goes to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds, supplied to farms large and small, and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. Well, it's June 1st. Wow, I can't believe that how much the year has raced by through the first five months. There have been highs and lows, too many lows in our lives. In response to the public health epidemic of gun violence, I want to invite you to participate in a special Spread Love, Not Violence campaign that Slow Flower Society is supporting. Two of our members, member florist in Seattle, Ann Bradfield of Analog Floral, and Tammy Myers of First and Bloom, both past guests of this podcast, are donating 10% of all proceeds from their floral businesses to everytown.org, an organization that works to end gun violence. This will happen between May 31st and June 3rd, leading up to the National Gun Violence Awareness Day on June 3rd, this Friday. 
We were compelled to stand alongside them in this small but significant effort. Slow Flowers will match their funds raised to support every town. If you're a Slow Flowers member who wants to participate or plan a similar campaign to raise funds for every town, either this week or in the near future, please reach out to us and we'll pledge to match your donations too, up to $1,000. Let's spread flowers, not violence. Our final thank you goes to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor, downloaded more than 853,000 times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show, and our long-running podcast. Check out all of our resources at slowflowersociety.com and consider making a donation to sustain Slow Flowers' ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button at slowflowerspodcast.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one base at a time. I'll see you then. Thank you.